I will tell you that my decision a couple weeks later was actually to get an abortion. And I had contacted a, I actually contacted Planned Parenthood and went to them to kind of find out or field out, you know, what would it be like to, if I decided to do this, you know, how can I, what can I expect? What do I need to do? And, you know, to help to get educated. I did that on my own, went in there and those people scared me to death. I will tell you, that was one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. I went in and at first, um, you know, they talked about the different resources that they had, what I could do. And then they gave me a whole spiel about um, abortion and showed me a horrible video about what abortion does and why they need to be getting a abortion and how it will hurt a child and a life and this and the other and what a horrible human being I was, which really just shocked me because I came in there um, trying to have both options readily available and just to understand, to be educated. And I wanted to be educated on both. And I was very upfront with them that I have not made a decision. This is what I'm doing and I'm coming here. And I'm also, you know, going to pursue another option. I think as soon as they heard that, they felt like it was their need to cram every negative thing down my throat and make me feel like a horrible person. So much so that after I left there, when they would call me and check me, I didn't even answer. I couldn't even talk to them because as soon as I talked to them, they would say, are you going to have an abortion? Did you think I have an abortion? We really want you to come. Like, don't talk to me. You didn't help me. And I remember um, how traumatic that was. It was so traumatic that that was living in my head while I'm trying to make such a decision. And I was really just trying to be educated. And instead, they took it as an opportunity to push a platform instead of to educate me on these are the ways that we can help. And these are the things that you can do. And this is how you would handle this as a young mother. And I thought they were a resource. And that ended up being traumatic. So I then went to um, an abortion doctor and had a um, first they don't you don't get to meet with the doctor. It was more so I think it was like a nurse or someone that gives you like some information and then talks to you about what, um, you know, this process would entail. They came in and they did show me another video. And the video showed what would happen during the abortion, what the daughter would do, and that, you know, what you could expect in coming in and getting the anesthesia. And that, you know, then there was some uh, some type of tool that would be a vacuum and so-and-so. You would wake up and you would need to have um, someone there because you're still going to be under anesthesia. And, you know, they need to be able to take you home. And also said, you know, these this has to be done within the first trimester. So you only have this amount of time to make whatever your decision was. And I felt as though um, that particular situation was giving me, here's the information. Here's what you need to know. It is your decision. If you choose to follow up, it was up to you. I did not feel anything being pushed on me. I did not feel like they... Um, were trying to help me make a decision. They were just telling me, if this is your decision, this is what you can expect. Now, I will say, again, I am 15 years old. And for me to be able to walk into Planned Parenthood by myself, take care of all this, and an abortion clinic, and take, and take care of all of that, that. And I think on the, um, I think maybe I had turned 16, because I think there was um, 
a law or something at that time that if you were 16, you didn't need parent consent. I don't know. But all I know is I was able to do it all by myself. And I did it by myself. So just thinking about that. And I told you in the earlier part, I prefaced my childhood. And I think because I was raised kind of independently, I was more of an independent child because my mother was away and I was always with others. I was able to kind of put things in perspective and know how to walk through life at that young age to try to make an educated decision and informed decision. I think most kids and other people that I know that were that age kind of just froze. They end up having um, children because they don't know what else to do. They don't know you can find the education. They don't know where to go. And I had been working again since I was 14. I had been paying bills. I had been buying things that I need. I had been doing everything that I needed to do for myself, um, except not paying rent or mortgage, even though I was chipping in at certain times that I was a little bit more confident and a little bit more independent in saying, I can do this on my own. I don't know if, uh, and I didn't want to tell my mom. I didn't know how to tell her that. I didn't feel like she would be there with me to handle it either. So um, all I knew to do was to just kind of handle it by myself. I did talk to friends. I had other friends that I worked with there at Subway that were older, and they would kind of give me advice. I think it was one friend there that was saying, hey, you should call Planned Parenthood, and that's how I ended up calling Planned Parenthood. And um, then I had another one that says, you know, you can, you know, call this doctor here. I know that they're right here in the area, and... I know a friend that had um, gone there as well. So, you know, the recommendations I received, I followed up on. But ultimately, I made my my own choice. So I did have um, two of my friends, really close friends that I consider brothers, actually. Um, When I made the decision, I came in, I put a deposit down on my particular procedure And then that day that I was supposed to show up was to, um, I was supposed to show up with the last payment and with someone that could um, stay and drive me after. I remember going and to that day, to this day, I still never met the doctor. I know during that time, this was the, um, I want to say, yeah, late 80s. So there was still issues with abortion clinics and people bombing clinics and things of that nature. He had a regular gynecology office, right? A regular doctor's office. But I think as a gynecologist, he also performed abortions. But that wasn't what you saw on the outside. It was like so-and-so gynecological, whatever, office. So I had um, my two friends. They brought me and actually waited for me to go ahead and go through the procedure. I remember going in and the nurse talked to me again, showed me um, another video. This is what's going to happen. You will not see the doctor. You're not going to meet the doctor. The doctor is going to perform this procedure. At the end, we will wake you up and so on, so on, so on, so And um, you're going to have, you're probably going to feel a little bit of slight pain. We'll give you some medicine for that that you could take home. We'll give you that prescription. And they're going to have um, two tampons. I remember that part. They're going to have two tampons that will be inside you. And that's just to collect any blood or fluid that's left over from the process. After you get home, you can remove those and you should not have any problems, you know, whatsoever. So 
I don't even know how long it took, but I remember waking up and I was um, groggy and I was um, able to put my clothes on. I don't know how long I had been out or slept after the process. And then they um, opened the back door. I was not to go through the front door. That I do remember because I guess they don't want to have you coming out of the front door looking like you just went through whatever. And they had opened the back door. And so the two friends that I had that had um, brought me were there waiting in the car. They came out of the car, both took each arm, put me in the car and took me home. So I think that was a little surreal. I remember them saying, wow, they put you out the back door. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that part was not in the video that they were going to put me out the back door. But they did. I got home and it was actually to my own house. I remember my mom being there and they were like, what's wrong with her? And I said, I have cramps. Like, I'm really hurting. I just took some medicine. I'm going to lay down. She was like, oh, OK. So um, I just used the excuse that I had period cramps. I went to sleep. And I, um, I don't know, I think I slept a couple hours. I got up and I remember just feeling empty. The, all up until that point, I, I remember a different feeling. I remember feeling pregnant, feeling there's something else in me. I can feel it in me. And I just remember waking up and I was like, I know, I know it's gone because I feel empty and I remember crying at that point like I don't know what just happened but I do feel this emptiness that I don't know what I was supposed to feel I didn't even know that I have felt full but I did feel empty I remember going in and removing those two tampons there was just a tiny bit of blood no problem and I didn't have any problem ever since like everything was fine after that I didn't have complications I I luckily you know I didn't need to go back I I don't even know if I was supposed to go back I don't even remember if they told me like you need to come back or or we need to see you after I don't remember any of it but I didn't go back I know that and I didn't have any compl um, complications or things of that nature so that whole experience I think was definitely traumatizing and I'm talking from knowing from the beginning and thinking about handling the situation to the experience of Planned Parenthood and actually going through with abortion I know a lot of people say you know the abortion itself is traumatic but I will tell you everything that led up to the abortion was traumatic everything um not just that act alone it is something that I knew I never wanted to do again. I cried. I wasn't sure if I made the right decision. I don't know if I went back to what the man said. Is, is that what he wanted? Is that what I was supposed to do for God? I am not sure. But I know at that point I said, I'm not sure. But I also know that if... And I wasn't sure in my mind as a child, like, did I take a life? Did I not take a life? Is life after birth or is life in the first three, the first trimester? I, I don't know. I still don't know. All I know is that um, 
I felt like if, and I always felt like it was, it was a girl, that if this girl, this child, my daughter, couldn't come right now, that one day she will come in some way. I'm going to have faith that it's just not going to be right now. And when she comes again, I will be ready. I believe that her spirit can come again. So, and when she comes again to me, I will be ready. And I kind of made a commitment at that point that I don't know what my career will be, but I want to have a career where I am ready and I can take care of a child and I don't ever have to go through this situation again. So when she comes again, I'll be ready. And the second thing I said is I want to be someone that gives life to another child. Maybe if there is later in life a situation where there is a child that is unwanted or the mother can't take care of it and is up for adoption, I need to at least adopt the child and give a child a life that I denied to this child. So I felt a commitment and I kind of put that on my radar and in the back of my brain that I am going to adopt one day. Like I'm going to, I want to have my own kids, but I'm also going to adopt because I need to save a child's life as much as I, um, have gone through this experience and if it is taking a life and if I did that then I need to save a life I need to give a life not that the two equate but somehow in my mind it 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 made me feel um that at least I was doing something in response to what just happened and not trying to push it off and say oh well this happened life goes on like life goes on but there has to be some action around it and a commitment so that you don't get into the situation again. And I was young. I got into the situation and that's how my brain at that particular time dealt with it. And events that continue from that point, I will tell you that that stayed in my mind. And I was able to make good on that promise. Thank you for listening to Blood Ain't Always Thicker. Please hit subscribe and share our podcast with others that may need to hear this message.